0: Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. Guys, we're back with another episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. I'm William Crawford, the host of this show. Today we're on location at Smith Lake. Just finished up the second stop of the 2020 Bassmaster Collegiate Fishing Series. And once again, we're here with Ethan King and Griffin Phillips after another big finish to, of another tournament, Bassmaster Tournament for the college season. Today, again, we're at Smith Lake. The Bassmaster tournaments. Just to give you a recap of of how these tournaments are set up, it's a three day tournament. Two days, the whole field fishes right at two hundred and fifty boats in the field. Then they take the top twelve cut for the final day to, to crown a champion. Guys, it seems like we were just here not too long ago, recording another podcast from your you guys' success at Toledo Bend. Congratulations on a on another great finish. and Looking forward to kind of hearing what it took to make another top twelve finish. Thank, Thank you. you. So, so, you know, Smith Lake right here, if you've listened to the other podcasts that you guys uh, have, have done with us, you know, we know Smith Lake is, is your home lake, Griffin. Uh, And you've grown up fishing this and, and you you, kind of know it the back of your hand. Uh, Going into this tournament, tell me the excitement that you were uh, knowing that that you were going to get to fish your home lake for a college tournament.
1: Well, it's exciting, but it's also the hardest, it is the hardest lake to fish, is your home lake, because you don't want to fish, people, people, pros, amateurs, everyone messes up fishing past notions, which is where you know where you've caught them before, and you don't just fish the moment, and you can really, really hurt yourself if you, if you try to force something that just isn't there, that you want to be there, and I'm uh, going into this one. I know the water was very low and I spent two weeks just idling and marking stuff and idling and marking stuff. Well, before this tournament, here we go, and the lake comes up twenty one feet with all this rain we've had in Alabama and it's gonna it made it for a very interesting start to practice
0: to say the least. Well, Ethan, I know you know, you've been somewhat local uh and and not too far from Smith Lake. I'm sure you fished it before, hadn't you?
2: I've fished it a few times.
0: What, what kind of success have you had on it in the past
2: um we won that college tournament right? yeah we won a college tournament there and i don't think i've ever really done just phenomenal in a tournament but i've caught some really good fish on smith lake especially in this you know early spring to later springtime.
0: well as as uh as griffin mentioned just a minute ago we've had a lot of rain here uh in alabama especially here in the central and either northern part of the state uh from the end of january all the way through february um, there was about a two-week time frame where we had a little over 16 inches of rain and it's it's been crazy there's water everywhere and so uh it, it does make things more difficult when when the water's up like it is and you're fishing in somebody's backyard uh, uh and you're not not used yeah. to those things so it does kind of level the playing field a little bit but Going into this tournament, you guys have had a, uh, you know, a top 10 finish at Toledo Bend. This is the second of four stops for the the Bassmaster Series. Uh, You know, kind of what's y'all's game plan and thoughts going into this tournament trying to replicate your first uh, finish?
2: catch 15 bass catch
1: 15 fish is what we said we woke up
2: we knew as tough as it was if we could catch 15 would be all
1: right every morning we woke up i said ethan we need five before weigh-in and that's all if we can catch five before weigh-in we'll do good and that's how i mean that's how it went we had five before weigh-in on day one it just going into day one the well throughout the practice anyways the water was dropping and dropping fast and so it really changed stuff up me, for us. To me,
2: it really seemed like five was important, but the difference between, because we couldn't keep unders in this tournament. They all they had to be 15 inches or more. Which is and, different because Smith's a right, slot lake, so right. normally you, keep, Anything you can keep 12 under, to 13s right.
1: and then over 15. But they just made it 15 across the board for this tournament. And
2: with the conditions the way they were and how tough it was, it really made it
1: hard i mean we were catching two to three keepers a day and we knew in practice we knew we were going to have to have five
2: but i think the difference between a 15 incher and a 16 or 17 or 18 incher was huge it was a huge i mean if you put one on the board and it was 15 and a quarter that was good but if you just had one that was just three quarters of an inch longer just 16 inches 16 and a quarter 16 and a half it made a huge difference once you weighed
0: in it did so going into this tournament you know smith lake is known as a spotted bass lake it is and even though there are largemouth in there kind of what were y'all thinking of what you were going to target or what you were going to do because you know if you catch a big bag of largemouth it could very much outweigh those 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 smaller spots uh so kind of what was the game plan for that going in
1: no doubt we both love to fish for largemouth and if we i mean going into a tournament we no doubt we want to try to blow it out of the water. And with spots, you really just can't do, seem to do that. There is giant spots in Smith Lake with the blueback herring being in it and the deep water. It's just so hard. They have so much water. There's no boundaries for them because it's it's not a current-generated lake. It's just It's still water. There's no upper dam. So the fish can really swim anywhere, and it doesn't really concentrate a group of big ones like it would on a river system or something like that. So, I mean, we knew in practice we were gonna try to force a largemouth bite and we were gonna we, try to force it in a tournament.
2: And we did in the two days before the tournament. Yeah. We had a really good day of largemouth fishing. I mean we, we caught some really good ones and shook off some that were really good fish, yeah. largemouth. Yeah. But the way the tournament was gonna go, you know, we caught all those largemouth, it was warm, raining. And then when the tournament came around, it was you know sunny, windy, cold, post frontal conditions, and dropping water, and dropping water, and that that's those kind of conditions are just a lot more hard on largemouth than it is spotted bass.
0: So you had your five fish for the first day weigh in. We did. Were, were they all spots? They were. Yeah, we we tried
1: to them. force that. So that how we caught them those two days before the uh, before day one, we. After Toledo Bend, we, we didn't practice that Wednesday at Toledo Bend. We took the day off to get everything geared up for day one. We have the pre-tournament meeting. We sleep in that day. So we thought, you know what, let's, not, let's do the same thing. We're just going to do it again. So we didn't practice this Wednesday. It might hurt us with the drop in water because we're not getting to see where we're fishing. But we just thought, you know what, let's just go with it, clear our minds today, sleep in, get to feeling good. We'll go to the meeting, come back, get rest. Well, going into that day one, I mean, we could t- we got to the boat ramp, and the, we could tell the water had oh, yeah. dropped a lot. We could
2: actually get up, get to the pier. He was having to wear waders to walk to the boat every day because the water was so high. Like, we could put in at ramps other people couldn't because he was walking to the boat and his chest waders. And then we got to the boat ramp day one, and everybody could get on the pier, and the water dropped just a tremendous lot, amount. It did. It did.
0: So, so... You know, water's dropping, temperature's changing. I mean, just everything that you've done in practice is pretty much out the window to to an extent uh, just because of the conditions changing and, and all. So you you go into weigh-in with five fish. What are you expecting the, the, the other boats to do in this tournament, and where do you think kind of you're going to sit knowing what you have coming into weigh-in?
2: Well, we didn't really know because—
0: you know, Our day one was interesting. We tried to force the largemouth bite
1: until yeah. twelve
2: o'clock, and then we went. We tried, like he said, we tried to force largemouth to bite, and I think we caught one that was like fourteen and a half inches long. And you know, we kind of we knew it was like, hey, we got you know, we got to do something. So uh, we went and spot fishing. And we pulled up on this bank, and the first bite we got was a four and a quarter. Yep. And then Th- this was a. One o'clock probably twelve forty-five. It was no, it was probably eleven forty-five. It could have been. Could have been. We there. put our we put our fifth one in the box on day one at two o'clock exactly.
0: So so let me ask you this: you you start fishing one way and things aren't working out, and then you you flip right. What makes you as a as a tournament angler decide? All right, when's it time to scratch this and go to Plan B? Because I know sometimes people just get stubborn with it and they stick with it, stick with it. And sometimes good things happen, and sometimes right. nothing happens. So how do you know when it's time to make a move?
2: Well, we we felt like when we were catching largemouth. You know, the water had dropped so much that it didn't even look the same. Because in practice, these areas we were catching largemouth, you couldn't see the bottom you know, the water was a little dirtier, a lot warmer. That water was cold and it had dropped so much that it was you could see the bottom, it had cleared up. And that night before it got down to 30 degrees and we were catching them out of some run-ins and stuff like that. Well, that water in those run-ins is, you know, a couple inches deep. So in our heads, if it got 30 degrees and you got water running off mountains that's, you know, two inches deep, It probably had to be low 40s, high 30s, you know, and that's coming into the water. So largemouth's not going to sit up there where, you know, he's got 30 degree water hitting him in the back. So it kind of just, we kind of just figured, you know, this ain't, we got to go. You know, this ain't going to happen. The bait's gone. Everything's different. So we kind of just adjusted and went and tried to catch
1: spotted bass.
0: So day one weigh in, where are y'all at at the end of the day?
1: We were in... What place were we at? after tenth? No, ooh, I don't know.
2: Well, I think we were in twelfth place after. We day. could
1: have been. I think we might have been in twelfth place after day one. Yeah, something and then day like two that.
2: we moved. We were in fifth going into yeah. Sa- that's uh, right. Saturday. So, that's right.
0: so y'all are in twelfth. You remember roughly about what your weight was?
2: Twelve pounds and. So, I, don't know, I don't know. We
1: might have had like thirteen pounds day one. Yeah, we did we had almost 14 day one almost yeah, 14 pounds, pounds day one 14
0: ounces that's right day one so so you're off to a good start um mm-hmm. uh, there are, you know people people are seems like they're catching fish it is. day, day right. one uh day two rolls around a little bit changing the weather not much water's still dropping are you, you going out for day two kind of with the same mindset just need five fish uh anything changing as far as your tactics are you going to go back to the largemouth bite are you going to try to do go go to the spotted bass what, what are you what are you thinking well
2: we kind of day one we went out and fished for largemouth first and it was cold and then we about lunchtime we started spot fishing and day two we told ourselves like, let's reverse our plan let's start fishing for spotted bass and then, depending on what we have, by about lunchtime, we'll go try to make a largemouth bite. And we started out spotted bass fishing, uh, dragging something like we did the first day. And, you know, it was a little cloudy, and there was a little wind. And uh, We weren't getting bit at all. He tied on an underhead spin the night before, and I tied on a DT-16. It's a crankbait. And we both had them both in the rod box. There's was like, you know, we'll throw these a little bit tomorrow. So we're going down through there, and we got a couple bites, and it just wasn't really happening. And uh, we both was like, all right, let's just get those moving baits out, and let's just start throwing them, see if these fish kind of, you know, are feeding right now up off the bottom. And it, 10 casts, he caught one on underhead spin, and then probably six or seven more casts, I caught, caught one, one. cranking. And it just
1: happened so quick for us, day two yeah, morning, and we thought, just, there's no way we don't bust a big bag today. Well,
2: it slowed down that dragon
1: bite where we got the day before later in the day was not there that second day so we luckily we were able to make that change to those moving baits and catch early, early day two and catch them early because had we not we probably wouldn't have wouldn't have wouldn't had, had what we had yeah
0: so so you've got five fish again yep um you know and you kinda of walked us through that process and everything. Are, are you are you thinking going into weigh in? All right, it's gonna be the same as yesterday. People are still gonna be catching fish. We uh, thought we
1: didn't have enough at well, all. Yeah, we
2: We were know, still we running were, around a lot
1: trying to make yeah, we thought we, we needed one bite.
2: We needed we thought we needed to call. We had like a one one sixty something. One seventy yeah, something. And we really thought we needed to call him out with like a two hundred eighty. We really did, or we thought we wasn't going to make it.
0: So, so day two rolls around the way in, and what I'm seeing right off the bat, people aren't catching fish.
2: Right. right. I think it was a lot tougher on people. And what I, I was, uh, we kind of both noticed is somebody we know uh, caught him pretty He didn't catch him good on day one. On day two, he caught him pretty good. But, He's, you know, a big moving baits guy. He loves throw moving baits, reaction baits. And I think day two, somebody, you know, it seemed like people that like to fish fast caught them a little better than mm-hmm. they did the first day. And, you know, it may have just been, it may have not actually been that way, but it, it seemed to be that way because we didn't really have a good bite dragging anything that second day. It was just seemed like they were... They keyed on moving baits that day. So
0: so weighing in, y'all have five fish. Are they five spots again? Get five five spots, spots again. So what was what was the total weight on that bag? 12 even.
1: Yeah, 12 even. 12 even, yep. So, so
0: that moved you up into the fifth, fifth, fifth spot. That's right. Uh, so you make the top 12 cut again uh, for, for your second uh, Bassmaster tournament. You know, the team that was leading the tournament, they were out there catching largemouth and were catching big bags they of, of largemouth yeah. and and they were about twelve pounds I think it was yeah. 10, 12 pounds ahead of everybody. They were, oh yeah. So going into the final day, I know being a competitor, you want to I mean you want to win. But, yeah. uh, so what's going through your mindset? All right, man, these guys are, are 10, 12 pounds a- ahead of us. Yeah. Do do we even have a shot?
2: You know that we talked about that, and it's like at Toledo Bend the guy that was leading had such a tremendous lead. Yeah. And we were in twelfth and I mean that was It kinda knocks the breath out of you. We could have caught thirty pounds and he you know, probably still would have won. And that's that's hard to think about. And we talked about this, I was like, dude, this this guy could zero this leading Smith and we we'd were gonna still make him have earn to catch seventeen pounds and may not win. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just hard to when you when you think there's absolutely no way you can win. You know, it kind of beats you up a little bit. But we were talking about we'd just like to be in the top 12 one time when we actually had a chance to win. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I know for me, I started sitting there kind of calculating, too, and I was like, you know, with them catching largemouth, that bite may stop altogether. See,
2: we thought that because with that, you know, like the cold dropping water and the way they were catching them in the bushes, you know, especially where I'm from, like the Coos River, if that water drops four inches, you know it can it can kill you instantly i mean it can be gone
0: well and and again i thought the fish would bite a little better day three for you guys because I did. the weather we the too. weather warmed up the we wind really, didn't blow we really uh, thought that i mean it was almost ideal conditions other than the water continuing to drop but in my mind i'm thinking man those guys could go out there and get 17 18 19 pounds possibly and if that other team doesn't do anything i said that y'all can give them a run for your money and uh so so day three comes here you know you know what's in front of you kind of walk us through the day
1: so as a like as a bass fisherman you're gonna have the days that just don't go how you want them to and this seemed to be one of the days for us we we pull up i catch one on an underspin just like the morning before we thought this will be good we put him in the box well we didn't get another bite on the bank doing that so I think he, I caught, we go back to throwing the Ned rig, which I happened for us day two, one.
2: I think you caught another short or underspin. I think I caught two yeah. shorts on a crankbait. Yeah.
1: Well, everything we hooked that day that felt like, oh, this is a big one, yep. seemed to come off.
2: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we when we started pick, you know, we picked up rods, drag, something, slow down. I think the first one I hooked, it came up, jumped, and I'd loosen my drag. It was digging. I mean, it was. What, a 16 or 17-incher? Probably.
1: It would have been a The fish to put cheaper. us in the Classic come off right at the net. Yep. At the end of the net, and that hurt. I mean, it just, and you
2: can't do anything about it. It's just, I, you know, it's just one of those days. It's like you can't do anything right. And that fish just popped off. It, it wasn't jumping or anything. I just had my drag loose. It was digging, pulling, and it just popped off. And then we lost a couple more, and I hooked another one that felt like a Really big one, and it was, I loosened my drag. It would just pull, drag under the boat. I mean, it would almost run all the way back down to the bottom in 20 foot of water, and it just popped off. So. But,
1: but we said that if we're going to have bad days like this throughout this year, let's make them on day three. Right. Let's at least make it to day three right. where we can have our bad days because we need, and when you're on day three, the farthest you can drop is 12th. And we I mean we ended up bringing in two fish to weigh in, and sure enough, we, we didn't drop to 12th. We dropped to 11th from fifth place, which yep. really hurt. That top 10 got to fish the classic exhibition with the college kids, and we wanted that bad. But, you know, we we weren't disappointed with our finish. I can't say that either of us are tore up yep. about it, but it, we're ready for the next one, and we dang sure want to win one bad.
0: Well, I, and I, I, I get it again. Being uh, being competitors, you, you always want to, to, to win, and, and you also want the, uh, the opportunity Finishing that top ten to, to fish the college college classic with the Bassmaster Classic going on uh, the the next week and I know sometimes that can be a, a tough pill to to swallow but if you look at the whole picture you know with you guys having. Uh, two top twelve finishes uh, in your first two Bassmaster College tournaments. I don't think you could ask for anything any better than than that. I don't think y'all would trade either one of those for for a chance to fish in some exhibition. I
1: can't say we would uh,
0: because you guys are sitting right now in 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 one of the top spots for you know team of the year, uh, and you got two tournaments left to go, uh, and and that could really be something big. So. The, the next Bassmaster Tournament uh, for, for you guys coming up is Lake Hartwell, Lake Hartwell. Uh, coming up at the end of March. Uh, so that's a, a big one. Kind of what are you guys thinking uh, as you, you move forward to this third stop?
1: So, so South Carolina's got a lot of rain just like we have down here in Alabama. So I know the water's going to be high. It's going to be – I've been looking up at the weather and everything. and There's warming trends coming in. The water temp says, uh, I mean, it's, it's getting, around there right now. It's 49 to 53. And when we get there, we've been saying in our head we're expecting it to be 58 to 59, which will be around the time that the first wave of spawners will start moving up. So we'll really try to key on... We really don't want it to be yeah, a spawning we, tournament at know, all.
2: Hartwell is one of those lakes that, you know, especially you see, like, the Elite Series go there, and it's one of those lakes that it gets one catching sight fish you know spawning fish and you know fishing against when you get against local teams like you know you don't want to fish against the local team because you know there's certain areas of lakes that they they pull up and spawn better than others
1: so we want it to be a pre-spawn tournament and i really think it might be but the high muddy water is really going to play in our favor i think we both like to fish in the dirt we say and so we're we'll be trying to target largemouth all three days if we make it to three days but we We're dang sure gonna try. We just need a solid finish, so we'll try to weigh in five bass before weigh in each day in this one too. And that's really all we can ask for and if it plays in our favor, it plays in our favor, and if it doesn't, it's just not our time yet. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Well again we have uh Ethan King and Griffin Phillips here with us uh closing out uh this podcast. Uh again congratulations you guys for another strong finish and and nothing but the best of luck to you as the the season progresses and and maybe we can sit down here again and have our third podcast to talk a little bit about your your finish at at Lake Hartwell in the the weeks to come. So That wraps us up for this episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. Check back with us next time to see where we may be and what in the world we may be doing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Also, it would really help us out if you would rate and review. Be sure to come back often for a new episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast.